Welcome or welcome back to Idle Talk. Today, we're going to keep this very short, very sweet, actually, because I want to grab your attention. I want to hold it, and then I want to give it back, okay? Because this is, again, I told you, this is the actual episode 50, okay? Technically, it'll be like 53 or 54, but this is actually episode 50, and this is part of my kind of like, I want to, maybe like a two-parter, right? The second part is going to be composed of you guys, the people who submit voice memos to this email, idletalkpod at gmail.com, specifically the men who feel some type of way, right? You feel like maybe society doesn't care for you or society doesn't give a shit about how you feel and how you react to things. No one really wants to hear what you got to say. So I'm giving you the chance to freely express yourself. Um, a lot of the submissions kind of have that uh, AA kind of vibe. We're like, hi, my name is Fernando. And then they go on and tell me about their story, right? Feel free to keep sending it that way. But if you don't want people to know who you are, even if it's just your first name, bleep, bleep it out. And if, even if you want me to take an extra precaution into modifying your voice in any kind of way, again, let me know in that email. Kind of give me like a little paragraph of what to expect in that voice memo because a lot of them I sat through and I listened to and I kind of wish I didn't. I kind of wish I didn't listen to them so I could have my genuine reactions um, to them for the next episode, which, I'm just, again, I'm taking my time with this, guys. This isn't going to be something I'm going to do next week. Next week is probably going to be something random and fun to kind of ease the tension <laughs> off of what I'm going to say in this episode. But, again, anonymously or not, please share your stories. And I kind of want to start building that little community that kind of a lot of people that have sent me voice memos kind of are craving in their life. But let's get into it. Let me just start off with a little joke, a little funny little situation that happened this weekend i was calling my friend uh, malik he lives downstairs and i was like we were just talking about house stuff right things that happened during the at the at the house or whatever and we were just going over stuff that we needed to go over and i was like oh i'm in the kitchen he's like oh i can hear you i was like word and i was like what am i doing now and i took like nine steps he's like yo you just took nine steps i was like oh, crazy <laughs> <laughs> crazy to me at least so um so i was in the kitchen and i was just making an egg and hot dog sandwich right and i say sandwich but it was really like a sub because we had these like literal like six inch subs that we bought from the store so i had a little sub thing going on and um he's like damn he's like yeah i'm actually hungry too i'm like oh that sucks i'm like, making him a sandwich <laughs> but he was like oh, i'm gonna be up in a little bit i'm gonna make a sandwich i was like all right perfect so i go make my sandwich i eat it and then he comes up and he does his thing he's making his sandwich right they're not the same sandwiches, okay? First of all, he toasts his bread. I didn't toast my bread. I was just taking that L. I was like, I'm not going to toast this. It's just no reason. No reason to. I wanted a quick thing, and and I cooked my hot dogs. I'm not going to lie. I cooked it the concession stand way, and the people who work at concession stands know what I'm talking about. But I, let me give you a little hack. I think I've mentioned it before about um my time at the Ripken Experience in Myrtle Beach, but they used to cook hot dogs if it was a huge rush. You know how they they would like kind of cook them in water and then they would just sit there, you know, when there's not ru not a rush and they just go, you just give your hot dog and boom. But if there's a rush, you would throw some glizzies in the microwave, depending on how much you put in there, 30 seconds to a minute, right? 30 seconds if you got one or two in there and a minute for like more. So I did that. I did it that way. I was down bad with time and I just wanted to eat something. But I made it with eggs. You know, I put my, I put my cheese on it, two different kinds of American cheeses. I did not toast them though. That's, that's the key um, difference between me, me and my friend's sandwich. So he toasts it in the toaster, but they're six-inch sub sandwiches. So you can't really toast them in the toaster. So what he did, because he travels, apparently, <laughs> really, though. Uh, so he put them on top, and they will burn it. And I was like, damn, those chances are getting smoky. And he's like, yeah, he always burns us the bread that way when he makes it, when he, make, when he tries to toast his sandwiches. So it's whatever. 
So we're sitting there talking, and then he just he's putting his sandwich together. They're just like hot dogs, but they're not hot dogs. They're Vienna sausages, <laughs> and they're coated in this red like sauce. And I was like, "Bro, what is that?" And he's like, "It's Vienna sausage and ketchup." But not only did he add the ketchup, but he cooked the ketchup. He put it in the same pan that it, they were they were done frying in. And I was like. No way you just made this sandwich. So if you're seeing this clip, I'm going to post the video I sent my friend Jalen. I was like, what is this? And she was like, nah, what is he going through right now? So this is my PSA to the guys. Again, check out your strong friends, please, because you never know what they're going to go, what they're going through. And um, that was that was a pretty funny event yesterday. Besides the, the topic we actually were talking about, <laughs> me and him over the phone. But let's jump right into it. I'm going to share. One of my experiences with you, because you guys have been so graciously sharing your experiences with me. So I'm, I'm going to, before that, I release those things into an episode that people can consume. I'm going to release my things to you in an episode you can consume. So let's talk about my last relationship. Yes, it's something that I think me and Joanne have treaded the waters previously in, one, in an episode, but I wasn't ready to talk about it. I necessarily did not want to talk about it right? It's one of those things that like it happened, it's over, move on. I don't like to kind of pretty much talk about certain negative things that may have occurred. Not because it hurt me in that way, but it's because I just don't want to kind of have people formulate opinions about people that were or are not in my life. So that's the reason why I don't share it. But again, the people that know are going to know who I'm talking about. The people that don't, well, that's, you have to have to figure that out. I fast with my friend Usman, for Ramadan, I think I've mentioned that in the past before, but I fasted with him because the boys thought it was cool. Not the boys, me. I suggested we do it, but we did it about like four, maybe five years ago where we fasted with him. I've kind of kept the tradition ever since. I, I always ask him like, yo, when's Ramadan? Because you know, your boy's going to pull up and not eat for the day. Like, what's up? So I always go and I do that. So in, in the process of me fasting with him, I did not do the religious things that come with Ramadan and stuff like that, because obviously I am not Muslim. But I do ask him questions because I feel safe to ask him questions about his religion and not feel like an absolute dick fuck, okay? <laughs> so I asked him questions. And then he, one time, I don't know how we ended up talking about this, but he told me that in his culture, again, if this is wrong, I don't know, because that's what he told me. But again, I believe him. He's my friend. Why would he lie to me? <laughs> but that when someone dies, they take three days to just mourn them and remember them. But then after the third day, it's like, okay. Time goes on, we go on, we're going to die. Um, they died. Uh, but we can't ultimately let this affect our life. So I took that approach, the three days, right? And applied it to my breakup. <laughs> and and as, as kind of like, I think that helped me the most, I think. Because in those three days, I tried my best, right? Um, there's always this notion on the internet that women, when they break up with you, they have already checked out and they've been checked out for months. And or an X amount of time, right? Whatever. Let's not quantify it as months. But they've been checked out. And so when they break up, they're like, all right, I'm done with this. We're finished. And then to the, the men, to the male, uh, it always is like a surprise. And you're like, wait, hold up. Time out. Pause this real quick. Let's try to fix it. But at that point, there's no point of fixing it, right? So in those three days, I tried. Day one, it happened. Relationship ended. Day two, woke up. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to show this person that I'm not like everybody else that just gave up on 
the thing that they had, right? And I think for me, the big differentiator was that they wanted to be friends. And I was like, ain't no way I'm going to be friends with someone that's fucking A, met my mom. Like, first of all, I don't really do that. I don't really introduce people to my mom. Um, it's always been something that I've introduced a friend or a good friend to my parents. Anybody that's met my mom will ultimately continue to know my mom because that's how much of that connection is there. So if you haven't met my mom, that's on you. If we're good friends. <laughs> but, uh, so she, they met my mom. And I was like, there's no way. This is, you're not going to still be my friend. Okay. Like, that's it. Like, we've seen each other's private parts. We've done X, Y, Z. There's no way you're going to continue to be my friend and still have, like, that kind of access to me personally. Personally. So that happens. And day two is like, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, win them back, quote unquote. But just kind of just show them that I still give a fuck about them. That I don't want to necessarily make them feel like I hate them. Absolutely. So that was day two. And then day three was just me kind of coming to terms with it. it I think that's like that's like a whatever step process normally. But I did it in three days. Not necessarily. I don't think that's the best way to do it. But I kind of wanted to try that approach to see. Okay. Let's let's just try. Let's do let's just try to do this approach this way. So day three, I came to terms with it. We sh- we shared a lot of things together. So I did something that I didn't think I was gonna do, and I deleted a bunch of those things, <laughs> like photos, files, or whatever we may say. I kept some important shit for. I think I kept it for a year. I was like. I'm gonna keep that just in case you might need it. Might need it because it is an important document or whatever. But at the end of the day, after a certain amount of time, just deleting it, and you know, you had you had enough time to try to find that. I did that, right? But those three days, I did I did all that. I did not feel alone in any retrospect going through that process. A, I didn't tell many people about it. B, the people I did tell my support group, my male support group that I have, my friend, my best, absolute best friends that I have were there for me in, in ways that I probably, probably don't think they knew they were there for me because let me, let me break it down for you. And so this is why I think it's important to kind of have that male structure in your life and not be overly ashamed of sharing your vulnerability with other males and, and hopefully in ways because you think it's going to make you feel any less of a man or make you feel inferior, but in the, in the opposite, it takes true strength to kind of share that with your with your just your pack you know your guy your guy pack i i went to micro center so many times i did not need to go (laughs) that many times but after my breakup i would go almost like three times a week with my friend christian i'm like hey you want to fuck around in micro center he's like yeah let's go we would go we would hang out i don't think it was i'm not gonna try to discredit christian but i'm just gonna say i think he was just generally happy to go to micro center and hang out for a little bit I don't think he was doing, oh, well, because Fernando just broke, got broken up with, their relationship's over, let me go try to distract him. I don't think it came off that way. I don't think he was doing that that way. But we hung out at Micro Center often, and, you know, I would buy things here and there. I would see what's up, you know, I would try to get, I would try to see, like, okay, what's the what's the graphic cards market looking like? Um, it went to shit after that, <laughs> but I blame that relationship for fucking cr- tanking the graphics card market. So if you're looking for somebody to blame, you can blame. All right, <laughs> I cut that out. Yeah, and that's when the podcast was coming into fruition. We were just, we were practicing talking to to each other and on the microphones, and it was to a point where me and Joan used to just only talk when we were sitting together in a 
in his room recording the podcast. We would not talk afterwards or before. Like, we were just trying to, like, like, oh, shut up, shut up. Like, we got to save it for the podcast. So, we came, we recorded some some episodes, um, and then afterwards we would sit there and edit him that way because we, we I had time to stay over and edit with him. And But, like, we would, we would eat, we would talk, we would discuss, like, we would talk about, like, deep shit, weird shit, all at the same time, right? And, again, it was the... The amount of episodes we recorded versus the the amount that we put out was actually it was a good ratio. So let's say we record every ten episodes, we drop three. Like three out of ten may not sound like a lot, but to me it was like we really put out content that was consistent and that I felt comfortable putting out because I was such in a raw, vulnerable state. So him just sitting down and recording the amount of podcasts that we did with me, I'll be forever grateful for that because it like I think he actually was like trying to kind of keep me distracted with so many different topics, even if he was thinking it consciously or subconsciously. I think we talked about a wide variety of topics that it helped me definitely distract myself and definitely made me feel better about certain things. Those were just some like examples of like what things I would do in person. But let's talk about the PlayStation party chat because that feature, honestly, there's so many so many late night conversations that, that happened over PlayStation Network party chat. And if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much when you set up your PlayStation 4 or 5 now currently, you go into the party and you just talk. You know, you play a game and that feature allows you to talk with the people you're playing with, whether they be your friends or whether you meet someone cool online and you, it's a stranger you don't really know. You just send them an invite like, hey, you want to join this chat? We could just shoot the shit. So many late night conversations happen through PS4 or PS5 party chat. And Xbox or whatever the fuck you call it, Xbox Party or whatever, whatever you call it, or Discord, whatever the PC nerds call it. But a lot of conversations happen through that with people that you can't necessarily meet up with and have conversations with in person. So we got everybody in the party chat, all of my boys in there. We're just talking about stuff, We're like talking about the actual like breakup of mine and how it happened and like, you know, trying to recognize how how did we get here? Right. Kind of trying to dissect it, which is I don't really think it was uh, necessarily the best thing to do. But we talked about it and I got and I felt so much better afterwards, after those sessions, because it happened quite frequently. where We just had late night conversations, just vibed half the time. We weren't even playing a game. Right. We were just sitting there all in front of our TVs with our remotes connected to our headset. And we we're just like sitting like this. Do I have a PS4 remote on me right now? I don't. But just think about I'm grabbing a phone case. Just think about like this. And then your headphones connected to this thing and you're just like talking, right? So those kind of, those kind of things kind of made me feel very, very um, cared for in a way. I was like, wow, this means so much to me. And these people don't even know that. They don't know how much this means to me, this time that we spent these four hours where we haven't even played. We haven't been playing a game for four hours and we're still fucking laughing. We're still like fucking around and having fun and having serious conversations, having non-serious conversations. But at the end of it all, I like, it was, very, I greatly appreciated that. So I want to say that that breakup, as much as it hurt, right? As much as I thought it was going to hurt me for a long period of time, it didn't. And it didn't because I had my support group and I was able to do the things that I had talked about. And I took those three days and then I let it go. That's it. Right. And I told my friend Malik, who was downstairs, I was like, you know, she wanted to be friends or whatever. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't want to be friends, um, clearly, but also I have to be my own friend. And so I chose me. 
and I stayed my own friend, and I became my best friend, my absolute best friend, and a little bit of my narcissistic traits come from that, where I'm like, damn, I was talking to somebody, and I was, we were talking about the gym, and I was like, she was like, that, um, she goes on the treadmill, and she watches a show, on the, watches the show on the TV, or on her phone, and, or reads the subtitles, right, and I'm like, nah, I turned the TV on the treadmill off, so I could look at myself, because I love myself, <laughs> and so, as much as I want to think that's a joke, but like, I, I do though, I do stare at myself, I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm killing this shit right now. So, at the end of it all, that's my story that I wanted to share with you. Um, it's not, It wasn't necessarily the saddest story, right? Because of the group of people that I had around me. And, you know, maybe maybe um, we can kind of recreate that for people out there who have similar stories, but not the same results. So, that was this week's Idol Talk. Nothing really crazy <laughs> to share with you guys uh, this week. But um, I'm hoping that it inspires people to share their stories and kind of uh, get that strength within themselves to to be accepting of a community, of a group of people that kind of want the same things as you. But remember, leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. They share the, the uh, rating systems now. And um, follow us on TikTok, Idle Talk Pod, and Instagram, at Idle Talk Pod. And um, I'll see you next week. Peace.